Master Brock reading Macy Yates' book, Need Me Cowboy, Chapter 10. Faith had only left his house once in the past two days. On Friday, she went to work, but on Friday evening, she returned and stayed the night again. Now it was deep into Saturday, a gloomy rainy day, and she was loitering around his kitchen wearing nothing but a t-shirt and a smile. He didn't mind. I've got some horses coming later today. He commented, looking over at her little pale form. She handled herself up onto the she hauled herself up onto the counter of the t-shirt, riding up, nearly exposing that heaven between her thighs. She crossed those long, lovely legs at the ankles, her expression innocent, her hair disheveled from their recent activities. The woman managed to look angelic and completely wicked all at once, and it did things to him he couldn't quite explain. She wasn't for him, he had to remind himself, because the things he looked he liked about her. They didn't say anything good about him. He had practically been born jaded. His visions of the world had been blackened along with his mother's eye. The first time he had seen his father take his fist to her when he had been, it must have been two or three, his earliest memory. Not a Christmas tree or his mother's smile, but her bruises. Fists connect, connecting against flesh and bone. That was his world, the way he had known and understood it from the very start. He had never been able to see the world with the kind of unspoiled wonder face seemed to. He had introduced her to dirty, carnal things and had watched her face transform with awe every time he made her come. Every time he showed her something new, something illicit. She touched his body, his tattoos, his scars, like they were gifts for her to discover and explore. There was something intoxicating in that. This woman who saw him as new. <laughs> he had never had that experience with a woman before. His high school girlfriend had been as jaded and damaged as he was, and they might have exper experienced sex for the first time together, but there was no real wonder in it. Just oblivion. Just escape. The same way they had used drugs and alcohol to forget what was happening in their homes. Sex with face wasn't a foggy escape. It was a sharp... And crisp, like crystal, and just as able to cut him open. He'd never felt so present, so in his own body, as he was when he was inside her. He didn't know what the hell to make of it, but he didn't have the strength to turn away from it either. Horses. There's a small stable and some arenas and pastures on this property, of course, when I moved to the other one. You didn't tell me you needed a riding facility. I figured that's pretty standard, isn't it? It doesn't have to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. Well, maybe I'll have you sketch that out for me, too. Can I meet the horses? She looked bright and happy at the idea. Sure, he's a, you like to ride? I never did as much as of it as my brothers. I did a little bit when I was away at school, but I didn't spend as much time doing the farm life thing as they did. I know how to ride. Obviously, we always had a couple horses. It's just been a while. That was actually one of my brother's priorities when we moved back here. You know, to get a ranching operation up and running. You know, where do you live? She laughed. He realized that although the women designed houses for a living, they had never discussed their own living situation. Okay, you know how they say con 
contractors are notorious for never finishing the work in their own houses or how mechanics always have jacked up cars. I am an art architect who lives above a coffee house. No shit. None at all. It's too much pressure. Thinking, think of a designing a place for myself. I haven't done it. I was living in this great modern all glass space up in Seattle and I loved it. But I knew that I wasn't going to stay there so I didn't do anything else. When we moved back to Copper Ridge I didn't really know what I wanted to do here either. So I haven't designed a house. And the vacancy came up above the grid in town, and I figured an old building like that, all red brick and right there in the center of things, was the perfect place for me to get an inspiration. I was right. I loved it. It works for me. That's disappointing. I thought you'd live in some architectural marvel, like something made entirely out of cement, shaped like the inside of Coke shell. That's ridiculous. Is it? Okay. It's not that insane. I've definitely seen Weeder. Weirder, how did you learn to ride? This was getting close to sharing, close to subjects he didn't want to go into. He has to I got a job on a ranch. I was a kid, 12, 13, but it's what I did until I went away to school, until I got into manufacturing, until I made my fortune, I guess. There was an older guy by the name of Bud. He owned a big ranching spread on the edge of Copper Ridge. He based on a couple years ago ago he passed on a couple years ago now he took me on and let me work his his land he was getting old and he was downsizing but he didn't have the heart to get right get rid of everything so i gotta escape my house and spend my days outdoors earn a little money doing it my grade suffered but i was damn happy ranch work will always be that for me ranch work will always be that for me, freedom is one of the things I hated most about being in prison. Being inside, four walls around you all the time, and nothing smells like a ranch does. Like horses, hay, wood chips, even horse piss. <laughs> it's its own thing. That stuff gets in your blood. Not being around it at all was like sensory deprivation. My assets were liquidated when I went to prison, all frozen, though with which was convenient for Alicia, though in the end less convenient. <laughs> of course, she said Destiny. So, my horses were taken and sold, and the money was put into an account. I was able to get two of them back. They're coming today. Levi, that's, I mean, I can't believe you lost your ranch. Animals. It doesn't matter. It does. She took... She took everything from you. Basically, do you think she did it on purpose? I think she did. He said his voice broke. Why? Look, I don't think that you didn't. Why? Look, I don't think that you did anything to her, but I... The life I gave her wasn't the life she wanted, he said. Well, what life did she think she would, get, would be getting? She... She was just like me. Warren hated every minute of it. I was 21. She was 18. She thought I might be on my way to something, and I swore to her it was. I thought she had hearts in her eyes, but they were just dollar signs. I loved her. We forged a path together, I thought. We were working towards a future where we could both look down on everybody who'd ever looked down on us. 
From a house on a hill. That's awful. Yeah, from a house on a hill. But Alicia wanted more than that. She wanted to be something other than country. And I was never going to be that. Galas and all that crap. Designer clothes and eating tiny eating portions of food. Standing up and pretending to care about what strangers have to say about anything. It wasn't me, but I thought we were weathering those differences. I really did. He shook his head. When she went missing, it was the worst night of my life. She didn't take anything with her, not that I could see. I thought for sure something had happened to her. She had her purse, but that was it. It looked like she'd been snatched walking between a grocery store and her car. I lost sleep wondering what was happening to her. Damn it. I was figuring her being tortured, violated, terrified. I've never been so afraid, so sick to my stomach in my whole life. We might have had been in the past space, best space right then, but I didn't want anything to happen to my wife. Face. Hell, I didn't want anything to happen to my wife. I didn't even think it was so bad that we would get divorced. I figured we needed to work on some things, but we could get around to it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what you went through. It was awful. And then they came and arrested me. So they had reasons to believe I'd done something to her. And later, that there was evidence I'd killed her and made sure the body wouldn't be found. The body. My wife was a body at that point. And that there were accusing me of being responsible for that. He shook his head. And what an ass I was. I grieve for her. Do you? Do you think she ever loved you? I can't imagine doing that to someone I hated, much less. I think she did in the beginning, but everything got twisted. She thought wealth and success meant something to me that it didn't. I wanted a ranch, and I wanted to go to fear parties. I was fine with her going by herself. She didn't like that. She wanted me to be on her arm. She wanted a very specific life. And it was one she didn't form me. She wanted until it was too late. And I... You weren't willing to give it. He felt like he'd been punched in the chest. It's still no excuse to go framing you for murder, she said. Or whatever she intended to frame you for. But I just mean... There were maybe one or two things you could have given her to make her happier if she weren't a psycho. He chuckled all I expect you're right. If you weren't a psycho, but that's why I don't ever intend to get married again. Honestly, I can't blame you. Faith looked down, looked down, a dark curl falling in her face. Do you want to go for a ride later today? She looked at him, her whole face bright, her expression totally different from the way it had been a moment before. Yes? Well, cowgirl, I hope you brought jeans. <laughs> End of chapter 10.